You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Glory, glory, glory. Do you believe that song you just sang? Have you found any like him? You know, there are some Christians that want to go and try other things. <laughs> are you one of those? They say, you know, you never can tell which one will work. Let's try this, let's try that, let's do this and do that and do that. Then, when God does it, who do you give glory to? I heard somebody once say, you never can tell, you know. Yeah, you can't put all your eggs in one basket. So you, do, you, you hold the Bible in one hand, and then you hold your ancestors in one hand. And say, let's, let's, let's just do both. Come on. <laughs> Don't complicate your life. Hallelujah. Mighty God, mighty God. I don't know what is happening to you. Are you really, really pressing in? Or are you getting tired? Are you, do you feel that you need to take a break from seeking God? <laughs> Come on. You need a break. This God thing, you have to be balanced, right? How many people want to be balanced? Oh, you don't want to be balanced. <laughs> God is the one that balances things. Amen. The true balance. Okay? Uh, uh, an ungodly balance is an abomination to the Lord. So you cannot use the world to determine the balance. You cannot use the standard of the world to determine the true balance. So if you want the true balance, you need to. And so this morning, I want to share the word with us. We're still in the battle mode. <laughs> Are you in a battle mode? Amen. There's a time for war and there's a time for peace. Okay? So in a season of war, if you live like uh, it's time for peace, you know that that's a contradiction, right? Yes. So this morning, I want us to look at a few scriptures and then we'll pray. But I want us to look at how, um, how do I title this? Engaging the hosts of heaven. Hallelujah. Yeah, in battle. We need to, we need to, we need to learn to use the hosts of heaven in our battle. So, maybe engaging them is not, I don't know if it's accurate, but <laughs> yeah, you understand my thoughts. Using the forces of heaven, the armies of heaven, the hosts of heaven in your battle. Maybe that's a better way to put it. How many people have used the hosts of heaven lately? 
Okay, a few of you. You need to understand that that is part of what God has given to you to fight. How many kings are in the house? Yeah. Every king has an army. Is that not so? For me, every kingdom has an army, right? Every kingdom has an army. And if you are a king from God's kingdom, then there are armies that are at your disposal. Do you understand what I'm saying? They are at your disposal. They are at our disposal. And it is up to us to make sure that they are not idle. Why? Because God's will needs to be fulfilled on the earth. And we cannot do this on our own. You agree with that? We cannot do it on our own. We need help. We need the help of the hosts of heaven. In fact, we need the help of God himself. But God is called the God of hosts, the Lord of hosts. In fact, let's, let's start from Psalm 24. Psalm 24, we dwelt on this psalm for some time when we were talking about seeking the face of God. Remember, verse 6, when we say, This is Jacob, the generation of those who seek him, who seek your face. Hallelujah. Now, this is Jacob. This is the generation that seeks God, right? But one of the characteristics of the generation that seeks God is that they also know how to engage him as a Lord of hosts. So, let's read the next verse. Look at verse 7. It says, Lift up your heads, all you gates, and be lifted up, you everlasting doors. And the king of glory shall come in. Hallelujah. He's speaking to the gates. And he's saying the gates, lift up your heads. How many people have spoken to their gates recently? Huh? You're going to your house and you start speaking to the gates. No, no. Hey, when he says lift up your heads, oh, gates, yeah. Gates is speaking of a seat of authority. When you study the Bible, the gates are the place, that's the place where decisions are made. That's the place where decisions are made. That's the place where the life in that city or that nation or that community is determined. So there are those that sit at the gates. That's where the elders of the city sit. They sit at the gates. So he's saying, lift up your heads, all you gates, and be lifted up, you everlasting doors, and the king of glory shall come in. The king is coming. Did you hear me? The king is coming. All that we're doing is just preparing for the king to come into this land. And begin to execute 
His righteous judgment in this land. So, next verse, it says, who is this king of glory? Oh, he's a, maybe, this, maybe it's the gate that is asking this question. Let's, let's be a bit poetic here. All right? The gate is asking, who is this king of glory? Huh? You're, you're telling me to lift up my head. And you're telling me about this king that is coming. Who is he? There are times that the gate is asking about you. He's asking, who is this king that you're talking about? Who is this king? Look at it. It says, the Lord. Hallelujah. Strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. Many people don't know the Lord as one that is mighty in battle. They have not yet seen that side of God. And I'm praying that this nation will see that side of God as the one that is mighty in battle. Come on. I'm praying that Midran will see that side of God. The Lord that is mighty in battle. I'm praying that you will see that side of God. The Lord mighty in battle. I'm praying that your family will see that side of God. The Lord mighty in battle. That's the king of glory we're talking about. The Lord strong. It's not a weak Lord we're talking about. It's a strong one. Hallelujah. It's a strong one. The Lord mighty in battle. That's the king that we're talking about. The king of glory. The Lord mighty in battle. The Lord strong and mighty. Strong. This is strong and mighty in, in Hebrew is Izo is Izo Gibor. Hallelujah. Somebody say Izo Gibor. <laughs> Because that one of his names, El Gibor, Jehovah El Gibor, that's the warrior side of him. You see, when you look, go into the Bible, you see different ways that God reveals himself. He revealed himself, at some point, he revealed himself as El Shaddai. Okay? Uh, then it got to a point that he now, in fact, Abraham never knew him as Jehovah. Abraham knew him as the Lord God Almighty. But then when he came to Moses, Moses began to see another aspect of God. Okay? Moses began to see another aspect of God. Moses is the one that God began to reveal himself as I am that I am. And begins to reveal himself as Jehovah. God of covenant begins to reveal himself like that and now the psalmist is, is showing us <laughs> this Lord we're talking about you need to know him you see if there's anybody that knew God as a warrior it was David am I correct? Amen. yeah 
David knew him as a warrior. I wonder how you know him. Because God, the revelation of God is progressive. It's progressive. And what you know about him is what will determine what you can access about him. Are you getting me? Yeah. You, you, you cannot experience what you don't know. Okay? You cannot experience God as a savior if you don't know him as a savior. Am I correct? So you hear the gospel, the gospel of salvation comes, and then you hear that Jesus has come to save you, to take away your sins, and then what happens? You are not able to exercise faith to be saved. So when he came to the Israelites in Egypt, he now revealed himself as a deliverer to them. So they now could have faith for deliverance. So that's why we need to know God. Daniel chapter uh, 11 verse 32 says, They that know their God shall be what? Strong and do great exploits. They that know their God. So your strength depends on what you know. So if you don't know him, you'll be weak. If you are weak, that means there's something happening to your revelation of God. So when you start feeling weak, what do you do? You run to him. Hallelujah. You begin to do things to get closer, get closer to him. It's not the time to now begin to feel sorry for yourself. No. No. A soldier does not feel sorry for himself. That's a civilian mindset. It's a civilian mindset. Self-pity is not supposed to be part of your life. Endure hardness as a good soldier. Yeah. So when things are tough, guess what? You should be tougher than those things. That's what God wants. That's the kind of people he's raising in this place. People that will look at hardship and will say, I'm more than that. The stuff I'm made up of (laughs) is a thousand times more than that. Why? Because the Lord God, (laughs) the King of glory, the Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Hallelujah. It says, lift up your heads back to Psalm 24. Lift up your heads, all you gates. Lift up, you everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Hmm? Then look at verse 10. This is key. It says, who is this king of glory? The Lord of what? Of hosts. He is the king of glory. Gates, don't be confused about this. This is the identity of this Lord we're talking about. This one, he's coming to you now, not as a shepherd. Hallelujah. Yeah, yeah. 
He's coming now, not as a shepherd. No, no, no. He is coming as the Lord of hosts. Jehovah Sabbath. The Lord of the armies. Come on. There are many armies in heaven. Okay? The Lord of... Can you see hosts is in plural there? So that means it's not just one army. Come on. It's not just one army. Many armies. God has many armies. After all, in South Africa, we have, in the defense, we have, we, 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 we have the Air Force. Come on. We have the Naval Force. Huh? What else we have? We have the army, right? The, 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 the defense force. The, the, the people that, the ground troop, what do you call them? Soldiers, right? We have the soldiers. What else do we have? I've called that. So the Navy, they deal with the waters. They are trained to fight in water. Come on. In water. In water, water is not a natural habitat for man. Am I correct? Yes, but they are trained to fight in water. And then there is the Air Force. They are trained to fight in the air. In the air. We don't live in the air. But they go up there and they fight from there. That's, that's their, their area of specialty. Come on. Then we have the soldiers who are trained to fight on land. The snipers and so, hey, those guys, when they come in, yo, 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 yo. All over Africa, they always, they, when there's conflict, they will say, President, can you send some of your defense people to come and help? Why? Because they have been trained. Okay? That's South Africa being organized like that. How much more heaven? I don't want to even imagine the number of armies that the Lord is commanding. Hallelujah. Can you imagine? I can't even imagine. Because every area is covered. Do you understand? So when we begin to, as we continue in this fight for the destiny of this land, as we continue in our fight for the destiny of this city, as we continue in our fight for the destiny of this nation, we need to employ the hosts of heaven. We need to employ the hosts of heaven. Why? God, the Lord of hosts himself. He is the, he is the field marshal. <laughs> Hallelujah. He's the field marshal of this host. And he says, you go here. You go there. And things will begin to happen. Let me tell you, the devil is going to cry in this land. Yes, there are some, there, there are just, there are some manifestations of God that are yet to happen. 
That's why he's still dilly-dallying. Huh? There's a proverb that says that uh, when the cat is not at home, the mice. <laughs> huh? How, does it, how, how do they put it again? The, the mice come out to play when the cat is not at home. But once the cat arrives, yo, everyone looks for his hole. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. So our God is obviously not a cat, but <laughs> the point is that if in the natural The, the mouse knows how to respect the cat. <laughs> More so in the spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. When the Lord of hosts, Jehovah Shabbat, when you begin, as you begin to pray, as you begin to contend, you need to say, Lord, manifest yourself as Jehovah Shabbat in this matter. In this matter. Let Jehovah Sabbath show forth. And of course, if he's manifesting as the Lord of hosts, you know what? He does not come alone. Yeah, he doesn't come alone. As the Lord of hosts, my goodness, let me give you some examples in the scriptures. So you see what he did as the Lord of hosts. Do you want to see? In fact, I remember when Jesus was before Pilate, Jesus made a statement, okay? He made a statement in Matthew 26, verse 53. Let's look at Matthew 26, verse 53. Okay, let's read from verse 52. Or oh, is it 50, 51? Okay, and suddenly one of those who were with Jesus stretched out his hand and drew his sword and struck the servant of the high priest and cut off his ear. Sorry, not before Pilate. <laughs> that was another thought I, I had in mind. Okay, but Jesus said to him, put your sword in its place. All who take the sword will live and perish by the sword. He's talking to Peter now. All right? So at this time, Jesus is about to be arrested. They came to arrest Jesus. Okay? And one of the servants of the, of the chief priest brings out his sword. Um, or one of, I mean, one of the disciples of Jesus, and we know he's Peter. He brings it out. And then, let's read verse uh, 53. It says, Or do you think that I cannot now pray to my father and he will provide me with more than 12 legions of angels? He said, look, this is not a fighting matter. Because you remember the story, Peter actually chopped off the ear of that guy. Whew! The guy was ready to fight, man. To defend his master. And the ear fell down. And Jesus picks the ear and puts it back. Heals the guy and then he gets arrested. 
I, I don't know. I don't know how that sounds to you. That beats my mind. But Jesus, the statement, what I want is what Jesus says here. I can pray to my Father, and he will provide me with more than 12 legions of angels. <laughs> when you read this, you might not really understand what this means. First of all, one legion. How many people, how many angels are in one legion? In the Roman army, a legion comprised of minimum of 6,000 soldiers. Okay? A minimum of 6,000 soldiers made up a legion. And Jesus is saying, I can ask my father to send me more than 12,000 legions. Huh? 12 legions, sorry. 12 legions. <laughs> so how much is that? 72,000 angels. Okay? What can they achieve? Let, let me give you an example of what one angel achieved. Okay? One angel achieved in the Bible. Isaiah chapter 37. Isaiah 37. Let's look at verse 36. Then the angel of the Lord went out. Okay. How many angels here? One, One right? The angel of the Lord went out and killed in the camp of the Assyrians... 185,000. And when the people arose early in the morning, there were dead corpses. Huh? There were corpses all, all over, dead. One angel. God sent what? How many? One angel in one night. By the time they woke up in the morning, look at the damage he had done. 185,000 dead. So Jesus didn't even say, I will ask my father for one angel. <laughs> Six legions. So I did my math and I said, I saw six legions. How many people will it kill? Huh? This is six legion will, will kill minimum of one billion one hundred and ten million men. That's one legion. That's what six thousand angels. That's supposing that those angels are in the same rank with the one that that operated in Isaiah, in the camp of the Assyrians. Because they are, they are high, angels are in rank. Are you following me? Amen. Yeah. That's not even Michael. That's just one angel. 
Don't say Michael, because Michael is the, like, is, is the general. Hallelujah. So, when he says um, 12 legions, using the same formula, we look at how many people 12 legions will kill. Do you want to know? 13 billion, 320 million people. So Jesus is saying, I can just wipe out the whole earth. Right now. He said, I can ask my father. Yeah. To wipe out the whole of humanity. Because with those 12 billion, I mean 12 legions, in one night, the world will wake up dead. <laughs> if there's any such thing. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, why am I saying this? I want you to have a picture of the Lord of hosts. So when you see that this is who your father is, this is what he's capable of, you don't have to be afraid. Hallelujah. You don't have to be afraid. He is the same one that passed through Egypt. Passed through Egypt in one night. By the next day, every firstborn in Egypt was dead. <laughs> Don't joke with Jehovah Sabbath. The Lord of hosts. Don't mess with him. Because he doesn't always bring out that. But the day he brings it out. Oh, there will be a lot of burials. Mass burials, as we see here. Amen? So we need, <laughs> there are some demons that will be roasted. <laughs> if it just comes like that, oh my goodness, they will melt. So, those angels are waiting. They've been idle for centuries. Hallelujah. But let me tell you, in this day, they are all coming down for action. Hallelujah. Amen. For action. And that's why we must prepare ourselves for war. Amen. Get ready to fight. Hallelujah. Amen. Yes. Because the Lord is the one that is going to lead this battle. He will lead this battle. And that's why we pray sometimes. We say, Lord... Dispatch your hosts, your heavenly hosts, to fight on my behalf concerning this matter. You see, sometimes people think that angels is only ministering spirits they see. No, no, no. Your father is he's got it all covered. So there are angels that are there to minister to you, but then there are those who are there to fight. Hallelujah. That's, that's the way they are built. 
if you have, if you have seen angels before, uh, there are some of them that look very muscular. When it's time for war, those ones are different. They're not the ones that look beautiful. and No, no, they're not looking for beauty. This time is <laughs> to fight. Hallelujah. Hmm? If you are going to employ someone as a bodyguard, who, who will you go for? Hmm? Come on. You look for somebody that looks like, uh, you know, has long hair and you know, when he walks, he walks like that, does his hand like that. Is that who you, go, you are going to employ? Huh? And when he's walking, you're not even sure what he is. Is that, is that what you're going to employ? Is that who you will employ? Come on. Yeah. When you see that one, you just know, ah, this one is not serious. Let's look for someone that is... That is ready to defend. Yeah. Say whatever you want to say. There are some people that are, their disposition has already disqualified them. Yeah. Telling you. Their disposition disqualifies them. And that's why we must be strong. Hallelujah. But we must be strong because our Lord is strong and mighty. And he says, they that know him will be strong as well. If you know him, you will be strong. If you interact with him, you relate with him, you are intimate with him, you will be strong. You will be strong. And if you are strong, you are going to do exploits. Yeah. In this house, we are raising people that will do exploits. Yeah. Hallelujah. So the enemy, he knows what, he, listen, he, he, he understands spiritual principles more than <laughs> most of us. He knows what is going on. It's like, hey, these guys are getting, they're getting too informed now. They're getting too ready. This is, this is not okay. We must do something. How can we discourage them? How can we stop them? And you know what? One of the strategies he uses is your mind. So they now begin to pump thoughts into you. Project thoughts to make you weak. To make you give up. To make you surrender before the war begins. To make you begin to, 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 um, to negotiate for peace. Before the war begins. He's using psychological warfare already in the minds of many people. Telling them, don't follow what they are doing, what they are saying. All this thing, you better be real to yourself. Look for something more practical. Huh? Look for a church that is relevant. Come on. You think this is not relevant, you will see soon. <laughs> There's nothing more relevant than what we're talking about. Are you following me? Or you want somebody to be talking about ANC and DA and all those things? Is that relevance? Yeah, we've gone beyond that. We, we're dealing with Jehovah's Sabbath. The Lord of hosts. Esau El Gibor. Hallelujah. 
Are you ready to engage? To engage the Lord of hosts. Are you ready? Are you ready to employ the hosts of heaven? The armies of heaven? Are we ready to dispatch them over this land? Are we ready to dispatch them over this city? Are we ready to dispatch them over our campuses? Are we ready to arrest all those unruly spirits that are destroying our institutions of high learning? Are we ready to do that? We need to dispatch the forces of heaven to arrest them. I'm telling you, we need to exercise authority. We need to begin to speak. There's a spirit behind what is going on. It's not just politics. You think it's politics, you are missing the point. It's a, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a fight for the destiny of this nation. It's a fight for the future of this nation. I'm telling you, if they can take the campuses, they've got the nation. When I was coming into this nation and I was praying and seeking God, where do I go to? One of the things the Lord said to me, go to the campus of University of Cape Town. He says, that is one of the gates of this nation. That's what he told me. So I know that the campus is, is one of the gates. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be lifted up, ye everlasting doors. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.